Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. To some of us, life can feel a bit of a mystery. But our next guest thinks that it doesn't have to be the case. And we all have a superpower to get the most out of ourselves. Pauline Rodich is the author of a new book. And she's in studio to chat about it. How are you, Pauline? Connection. So just trust. Yes. Uh, it's hard to do, isn't it? To sort of trust in the universe, as we're told to do a lot of the time. Well, it's the old realities and pressures and responsibilities fill up our minds. And it's, it's hard to do that sort of uh, backwards trust fall into the arms of those invisible forces if you know you feel that it's you know life's a challenge life certainly is a challenge it is not easy nobody ever said it was but so it takes us maybe many of us different routes to get to um, reconnect with this truth inside of ourselves this power that we've got to really um, grow from within uh, knowing who we are and to challenge what we've perhaps been told from very early on. I think especially as adults, we are duty-bound mm. now to challenge some of those things in a mature way. It's about emotional immaturity, spiritual maturity. Well, speaking of earlier on, uh, I love the story of you when you're six, uh, mm. saying the rosary. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, I, I give a little shout-out to my dear old dad who's not listening, who happens to be in hospital since Saturday, and he's doing okay. Oh, good. But Get well um, soon. he was really my first spiritual teacher. So um, I'm the eldest of six, although at that stage there's only two of us living. And we would have said the rosary every single day, every evening. Mm. And I was a bit of a reluctant candidate. And I kind of thought... Well, got- any any six-year-old would be... <laughs> I know, but I kind of had, there was something else going on. There was something else inside of me saying, there's another way. This is just not what God's all about. You don't have to be on your knees to know who God is. And I really felt that a pressure inside of me. But as a six-year-old, I couldn't articulate it. I wasn't able to formulate those words, but it was a very strong feeling that I had. And that's what your intuition is. It's a feeling. Mm. Do you think that we have lost our way with intuition a bit? And when our intuition is screaming at us or maybe it's it's getting our body to give us signals and we have a feeling in our gut or we have a feeling in our chest that we can spend a lot of our time just ignoring those signals because we feel like there's there's another way and we you know we're not being practical well look it's something that we do feel inside our bodies number one but we are so distracted in life today that we tend not to trust it or believe it or even explore it And we don't need to find it. It's there within us. And we have to just activate it by literally practicing. It's like a discipline. How do you do that then? So say, you know, there could be people listening who are in a relationship or a job or a situation that they know doesn't suit them, isn't good for them, Mm -hmm. but they can't see a way out. They're reluctant to change. They're frightened of changing. How do they tap into that intuition that's trying to give them a little signpost as to where to go? Well, first and foremost, I've probably experienced all of those things you've described and it's about stepping back. It's about literally stepping back and just becoming quiet and, you know, listening to your heart for guidance because our intuition really resides in the heart. The heart is the intuitive centre. Yes, we do feel it in the gut. So it's all around that area, heart and gut. It's about getting out of the mind and the head uh, and the intellect and the ego. So that's what we're up against. We're up against all of that, those distractions from the ego self that wants us to perhaps conform to society and what everybody expects of us. And so it's very difficult for people to leave relationships when in their heart they know it's not mm. right. So what's an exercise to do to tap into that? Well, the main one that I share with everybody is tapping into your heart and asking, literally asking your heart for guidance. So I would have learned this from Deepak Chopra and I still use it to this day and it's very effective and I've do it with my clients. I, I teach it to everybody that comes to me that has a similar problem. So you just simply have to make yourself get into this quiet space, close your eyes and breathe. 
And when you breathe, you know, it's really interesting. You know, when we get a, an aha, a light bulb moment, if you think about the word aha, it's actually almost like the sound of our breath when we kind of breathe in. <sighs> aha, right? So we get the insights when we breathe. We immediately come into our body. We drop down into the energy of the heart. We ask our heart, you know, is this, we want a very clear answer, yes or no. So is this the right relationship for me? So some people will hear the answer, but a lot of people will feel it. Now, what you do after that is entirely up to yourself. Many people will ignore it because they think, oh, I'm, I, I want to make this better. I, I'll find a different way to make this better. And they might go on for another year or two or longer, in fact. Mm. Um, but that is the quickest way. It's breathing, centering yourself, trusting that what you're going to feel or hear is absolute for you. It's, it, and it always will be right for you because, you know, your intuition and your higher self has got your back. Tell us about the trip to Australia, because on paper, sometimes, you know, what I like about your story is that there's very real things that happen that didn't go perfectly. You know, and sometimes you can get these books where it was at that moment, I just knew that I had to go to India and go to an ashram and my life turned like you decided to change everything that you were going to move to Australia. Mm -hmm. What happened? Yeah, well, I did the Indian thing before I went mm. to Australia. But I can assure you, uh, my husband and my son, so the three of us, it wasn't just myself. So we we decided to go out. My husband absolutely loved Australia from his early years out there. And with good friends out there, there was an opportunity presented. Sold the business, our family business, and we took off. We had very good intentions. Needless to say, it was, uh, you know, we were sad too to leave family and friends back here. But we were very optimistic. We're naturally optimistic people. And within a couple of weeks of arriving in Australia, the job my husband was promised to do, everything changed. Mm. It just didn't exist any longer. Oh. Through no fault of the company out there, you know, it was just a chain of events that caused my husband's job not to be there. So we were on the back foot within two weeks. And I was starting a new business in a new country, even though I've been out there many, many times. But it was literally a new business in a new country. And I found it very difficult. And I was it was an unusual experience for me because everything I've done in my life, I'm working since I'm 13. You know, I've always been able to get even my story about my son. It might have taken a long time until I was 41 to have him. But I generally get what I want because I focus on it. And I don't say that in any conceited way. I kind of believe that we can have what we want. Mm. But Australia posed um, some challenges. And how long did you manage to stay out there? It's crazy, but we were out there for less than two years. And you came back. And we came back broke, but not broken. So what did you learn from that experience? Because <laughs> that would turn a lot of people off the sort of, hey, follow your dreams. You know, it's the universe has your back. Yeah. And suddenly you find yourself back home going, what the hell was all that about? Well, I absolutely did question that, Dermot. There's no doubt about it. I had many a uh, hair-pulling moment and I was on my knees genuflecting, probably saying the rosary, actually, ironically, but I was certainly praying, asking for guidance and inspiration. The truth is, underneath it all, the voice inside, honestly, a really strong feeling within me said, this is happening for you, Pauline. This is happening. It does, it's not always easy. And I think I had had it quite easy at times in my life. And so this was a very big challenge. But you know, it's very recent when you think about it. We're only home five years. Mm. So this was going on over the last seven years. But it made me dig really, really deep. I guess being a teacher for many, many years, sharing spiritual wisdom and ancient wisdom, it's almost like, you know, put your money where your mouth is, Pauline. I mean, do you really believe in all of this stuff? I was. My back was to the wall. And why do you think Australia didn't work out then? Interesting. I think we got a lot of experiences 
I, I, I just, I think I didn't believe 100% in myself either that I could make it work in another country. I have actually said that in the book. I did question myself. I think I felt that I wasn't good enough. I actually experienced that. And that was what led me to Marissa Peer, whose whole ethos and teachings is around not being good enough. So I got to experience that. I guess now it has allowed me, it was like a stepping stone to the work that I do because mm. most people that come to me don't feel good enough. So I know what it feels like. Yeah, but it also it's it's a bit more reassuring for you if you're working with clients and your businesses to go, well, actually, look, I know what it's like to take a big leap and it for not not to work out. Yes. You know, because that's a little yeah. bit more helpful. And than, I do think I trusted yeah. my intuition to go there in the first place. But well, I look, trusted but, to come home again. Before you leave us today, if someone is struggling a bit and they're trying to tune in to that sense of, of where to go next, um, what advice would you have for them if they're if they're feeling... Maybe they know and their heart is saying this is wrong for you, but they just don't know what the next step is. Well, I think they need to start trusting it and um, honouring who they are and expressing their truth because honestly, you implode otherwise. I mean, it's very important. I want people to understand that they can transcend pain, that they can. there is always another way to do things. There's always somebody else. There's always another ship coming in. There's always another door opening. So, you know, we don't have to be rigidly attached to things and it's about really being open and excited about life and spontaneous and lighthearted. You know, there's so much more and most people that have made those decisions and left difficult relationships, they look back in time and think that was the best thing that ever happened to me. We're here to learn, we're here to grow, we're here to evolve, we're here to, you know, be the best that we possibly can be. So therefore we have to challenge the status mm. quo at times. Yeah. The book is called uh, Just Trust. It's by Pauline Rodich. Where can people find you, Pauline? Well, I'm the Mindset Detective on Instagram. That comes from mm. my police background and um, uh, uh, the Mindset Detective is the, is the website as well. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Uh, Pauline, thanks for joining us today. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today. Oh,